0: I'm your host, Steve Ack, and I want to help you start living your most successful life. So let's go. Today, we're going to get honest. Today, we're going to talk about, well, getting honest with yourself, self-identifying of what's holding you back from living your best life. And um, th- this is going to sound kind of funny. I'm going to use a couple of analogies to begin with. So... First is the cold water analogy. You know, you jump in and the water's so cold. Of course, it's shocking. But eventually, you get used to that discomfort. You are fine with this discomfort. Is the water still cold? Yeah, it's still cold. But you're comfortable in the discomfort. You're willing to be there, right? And that's kind of a metaphor for life is we're living a life of discomfort, you know, And by, what I mean by discomfort is it's not your best life, right? It's not that most successful life that you want, right? We have this dream of what we want, but we're not living it. So by not living it, I'm calling that discomfort, right? Because you're living with maybe a little bit of regret or a little bit of fear or whatever's holding you back. That So today we're going to talk about identifying what's holding you back. Now, the last episode I did, I told my story. And in my story, life hit me really hard, really fast, and, and that makes you change. But normally, life is gradual, where you don't notice the small little changes every day. It's kind of like the, the rocket in space, where they go, wow, this rocket's moving at 25,000 miles an hour. And you look at the astronauts and they're just kind of sipping coffee where it's gradual, even though it's moving fast. And that's your life. Your life is moving, constantly moving, but it feels very gradual. All right. Follow me on this one. We're getting there. So I want you to identify what it is that's holding you back. And um, the two hardest things are identifying and being honest. Being honest with yourself because it means you're facing the things that are stopping you right you're facing the monsters so i'm going to talk about the five most common reasons people are holding themselves back and see if you identify with any of these now this is something that i've discovered through my coaching working with with countless people And it comes down to one of five, actually one of four. I'm going to blend two of them, but we're going to call it still five. And any kind of uh, research, and by research I mean going to Google and reading, uh, any kind of research is always going to keep coming back to these. So you can read it online, and then I'm going to tell you real life. And the number one is a fear of failure, not failure, the fear. Of failure because we, tr- we live in a society where we're taught not to fail. We're taught that failure is not good, it's not healthy, it's not looked upon positive. I mean, think back in school where the teacher asked a question you know, anybody that knows this answer, raise your hand. And you only raise your hand if you're confident of the answer right? How cool that would have been if we lived in a society where you just, everyone kid raise their hand and the teacher called out one kid and they got it wrong. And the teacher said, thank you for the incorrect answer. Now I know where some people might be lacking or some people not, might not have the knowledge of what I'm teaching. And now I know how to teach it. Where see, failing forward is a good thing. That would have been failing forward. You would have been able to say, here's what I don't know. And as a teacher, this is what you should be teaching me. But instead, you raise your hand, you get the answer wrong. And what happens? We're afraid every kid's going to laugh at us. Right? You go to open up a business and it fails. And, and you're like, oh my God, these people, are, they're going to lose respect for me. So that fear of failure Really what it comes down to is your ego. What will people think of me if I fail? That's the fear of failure. What actually happens when you fail? You learn from it. You learn how to go at it again and again and again, and each time getting better. I'm willing to bet there's nothing you've done in your life where you just nailed it the first time like got it done you know and just you know can you imagine babies starting to walk and they fall down and go ah screw this I failed I'm quitting you know what they kept going so there's a time in your life that you kept going too. so it's not the failure that holds you back it's the fear of failure anytime your ego is involved egos are so fragile. Anytime your ego's involved, you're already losing. All right. So that's the first one, the fear of failure. And maybe that's something that you feel, you know, Um, I'm doing episodes and episodes on the fear of failure because it's so deep rooted. So we're going to move on to the next one. Lack of confidence. This is huge for people. You know, lack of confidence and where does confidence come from and how can we build it? The cool thing about confidence is it's like a muscle. It's like going to the gym. The more you work it, the stronger it gets, you know, so you can work confident and confidence comes from within. It's not external. We have those bits and pieces that we get of that external validation. Oh, wow. You're so talented. Oh, wow. You're so smart. And they tell us what we want to hear. It feels good. But that really, not only does it not build your confidence long term, but it's a deterrent to your confidence being built, because now you have a level that you have to continue to lead up to based on someone else's perception. That doesn't help. So confidence, I, I love a story that I'm going to tell you a little bit. I love talking about my old stories, because there was a time in my life that I lacked confidence. But there's one thing that I never lacked, and that was backing myself into the corner where I had no choice but confidence. You know, I think as Bob Marley just said, you never know how strong you are until strength is the only thing you have left or something like that, is I remember I went to ask a girl on a date. I was like 16 years old, and I borrowed a car, and I drove to her house. I was going to ring the doorbell and ask her on a date, and I thought I was so suave. And the anxiety of it, like, oh, my gosh. And the thing was, as soon as I hit the doorbell, the anxiety was gone. Now it's confidence. And I didn't have any. Right? But you do it anyway. I backed myself in the corner. I rang the bell. Somebody's going to answer the door. And I better say something. So it's funny. I've, I've always thought about putting myself in a situation where I have to follow through regardless of anxiety, regardless of lack of confidence. And it was constantly that that kept going and going and going today. I'm an extremely confident person. Well, heck I'm on camera talking to you, right? Not a lot of people doing that. I mean, yeah, there's like almost 8 billion of us and not, not a small percentage keep doing it. So that's it. In, um, and Nelson Mandela's book uh, about his life, he talks about his time on Robben Island in the prison, and that had to be one has to be one of the most uh, awful places on earth. And he talked about walking through the courtyard in Robben Island, scared out of his mind, and he still did it with his head up high. And now I, I don't want you to get confused with fake it till you make it. There's nothing fake here. This is 100% real. You back yourself into a corner and it gets real. I hit the doorbell. It was real. Nelson Mandela walked across Robben Island. It was uh, the courtyard. It was real. There's nothing fake. So confidence comes from within. You can't get it externally. You know, that external validation feels good, but you know what? It's not where it comes from so there's exercises to do to build that and uh, of course keep listening keep watching and we're gonna keep talking about that kind of stuff now the next two is I am gonna bunch them together one is not feeling your worth that would be the imposter syndrome right? and the one behind that is the fear of being found out right to me they're both the same because you feel kind of that hidden. I don't want people to know the real me because they won't think I'm worth it, right? I don't want people to find out the true me because they'll think different of me. And here's the thing, um, you might think that, they'll think different of me and you're like, well, they'll find out that I'm not as talented or not as smart, as not as creative, not as innovative, not as imaginative is I've made myself out to be. You know, and and once they're going to take a look under the shiny hood to find a souped up motor, and what they're really going to find is an oil leaking car running on like five cylinders just chugging along, you know. So hey, that's uh, that's the fear, right? It goes back to the fear. So here's the thing stop hiding. That's why you keep people at arms length. I was the worst at hiding. I would throw up shield after shield. Uh, I used to have a friend Larry. I haven't talked to him in a long time. probably never talked to him again, but that's a whole different story. Um, but I liked Larry. I would talk to him today. Um, and you know what? I let him in in a conversation because I like Larry a lot. And he said, "Steve, the years I've known you, you're finally letting down your guard. you're finally you know, letting, letting me in. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you know, when people stick up their shields, like the protective shields, he goes, you might lay down the first or the second one, but there's, you've got 10 more shields. Like you keep everybody at arm's length, you know? And, and that hit home when he told me that. And I'm like, well, then how am I going to get close to people if I keep them away? So let people in to be valuable you have to be vulnerable, right? That's a hard one to take, isn't it? But if you want that that dream career, if you want to be the entrepreneur, you have to show your value and you have to show you're vulnerable, right? Once you can share who you truly are, right? You'll be able to make others do the same. You know, when, when... You'll find out that it's about them. Once you're honest with them, they'll be honest with you, right? It's about them. It's about showing that you truly care about them. Again, it comes down to a little bit of ego there, right? What if they find out the truth about me? Anytime you're dealing with ego, the ego's fragile. The ego is what's holding you back. So that's number three and four. And so number five is the inability to take action, right? You want it. You can taste it. You could smell it. You can see it. You want it, but you don't take action. You know why? Because it's overwhelming. That's a hard, that's a heavy load to carry on your own. You know, that's why I'm constantly pushing coaching and and that I know Doing it on your own is possible, but so difficult. You can do it. I mean, I could start a fire with two sticks, but I'd rather use a Bic lighter. You know, I'd like to take the easy route. So it's overwhelming because there's a lot to it. It's a lot to build a goal with clarity. It's a lot to build your environment. It's a lot to build a plan. It's a lot to take action. It's overwhelming. So those are the five. I'm still going to come on five. Biggest things that I see people struggling to identify what's holding them back. I heard an expression not that long ago of it's hard to read the label from inside the jar. And that's true for life. You know, it's hard to read that label. It's hard to tell who you are from inside. You know, again, I'm I'm gonna constantly push coaching. You know what? It's not about me pushing the coaching. It's about you getting it. Hire me, don't hire me. That's irrelevant hire who's right for you. You know, it's not about me. So, um, that's the five biggest takeaways. If you need help, uh, you know, determine what yours are, discover what yours are, then reach out, get the help. So here's the takeaways that I want you to have one take risks, right? The fear of failure to, to combat the fear of failure, You take risks, lean into the uncertainty and, uh, it's, you know, the uncertainty, the uncomfortable, the outside of your comfort zone. And here's the thing about certainty. You need certainty to make good decisions, right? You need uncertainty to be adaptable. So the uncertainty comes from taking risks. It comes from getting past the fear of failure, not failure, the fear of failure. All right, then be bold, be vulnerable, right? That's pretty big. Learn to be vulnerable. That's what makes you honest and authentic to other people. You know what? I've got a lot of, uh, I'm not a perfect person. I mean, I can sit here and count my flaws. I don't, why, but that's who I am. You know, and and that's the most honest I could be, is just being me. So be vulnerable, but be bold. Own your value. You know, like you are valuable. You bring so much value. You're really good at a lot of things, right? Own that value. You can, being good at a lot of things, you know what I'm really good at? I want to give you a little secret about me. I'm really good at making gluten-free pancakes. Hmm. If there was a gluten-free pancake sport in the Olympics, I'd be the gold medalist. You know, and just so know that know your value, know the value in your small things, the little things you do perfect every day. Recognize those. That's how you start seeing your value by recognizing what you're already good at. All right. Connect with others and make it about them. Remember I said uh, just a few minutes ago about being vulnerable and opening up and showing your honesty and letting them look under the hood. Be honest with them. They'll open up and remember it's about them, isn't it? It's not about you. It's about them. That's what makes you the better person. And then lastly, choose to take action. Any action. Inaction creates fear. Action creates confidence. So take action. You know, the small steps. I don't care. It's not a race. You're not competing. You have to do it. And I'm going I'm to wrap this up with, I push coaching. I have a coach, I push coaching, I've had a coach, my God, we're going on 30 years. Oprah has had the same coach for over 25 years. So um, get coaching to help you get through this and identify what's holding you back so you can overcome and start living your most successful life. That's what I have for you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give me a five-star rating. Uh, Leave an awesome review. You know, that's how the search engines of iTunes and Spotify work. The algorithms, they go, wow, a lot of people reviewing this. Steve must bring some quality to people. Uh, Maybe we should show it to some more people and it starts growing organically. Share it with somebody that you think it might help. Subscribe to it so you never miss another episode. And um, you know what? Drop me uh, a message going, Steve, this was helpful. You know what? That external validation. I to admit I like a little bit. Because uh, it, it helps me determine which direction I should go with this. Because I don't stop. This is episode 16. And then it's going to be episode 160. Then episode number 1,600. I am not stopping. So... I'm steadfast in my decision, although I'm very flexible in the way I'm going. So your feedback would mean a lot to me. Anyway, have an amazing day.